So harvesting it that young, um, University of Maryland, USDA have done studies on microgreens to see the nutrient density and the nutrient content um, compared to the fully grown plant. And for a lot of varieties, they have 40 times nutritional value in them since they're harvested at such a young age um, compared to the mature plant. Um, they also just have a lot more of a pungent flavor in them. Um, so the arugula that you'll eat, microgreen version, is going to have so much more of a bite to it. It's going to be just so much more flavorful. Um, so that's the awesome thing about it. The nice thing about vertical farming, though, is is that since it's so local, I'm harvesting the plant within hours before delivery. So it's just it's just insanely fresh, you know what I mean? Hello, and welcome to the Lehigh Valley with Love podcast. I'm your host, George Wacker. The aim of this podcast is to connect you to the stories and personalities living in or affecting the Lehigh Valley area of Pennsylvania. We talk to business owners, musicians, authors, students, politicians, and maybe even you. In this week's episode, we talk to Luke DiLorenzo, the owner and lead horticulturalist at Valley Microgreens. We talk about how Luke got started. We talk about the potency of microgreens and their nutritional values and vertical farming. We also talk about the difficulties of opening up a new business during the pandemic in Allentown. And we have a code for 15% off your first order at the end of the show. Here's Luke. Luke, <laughs> thank you for coming on the, the podcast. Um, it's always fun. Like we met via Instagram. I messaged you on Instagram because I'm seeing all of your posts and it's really interesting. And we're going to talk today about microgreens, which I know what, what it is, but I have a feeling I'm going to be um, educated here. So, Luke, thank you. Can we start with who you are and, and what you're the owner of? Yeah, so I'm Luke DiLorenzo. Um, I'm 23. I was born and raised in the Lehigh Valley. Um, and I started Valley Microgreens uh, literally just in the beginning of the first week of COVID when it first started. Um, I started the business. What did you do? Yeah. I mean, you have to like say where you worked or anything, but did you have a full-time job and then said, Hey, this is something I want to do on the side or. Yeah. So that's actually how I started. Um, I had a full-time job doing like sales, just doing reports all day long on Excel, just on a computer. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I did the company thankfully, um, Honestly, COVID kind of helped me out a little bit just because I had more time to, you know, work on the business um, yeah. while also working from home, like doing like reports and stuff like that. Sure. Um, and yeah, I kind of just grew the business from there, but I just kind of, I hated, I didn't, I shouldn't say hate, but I just wasn't, I knew like being in a cubicle all day doing reports just wasn't a fit for me. And I just didn't. Think anybody like, like enjoy, like, you know, I, I don't think there's somebody who enjoys it so yeah. much you know they, they can't wait but no i understand and it's but i'm great i'm so grateful for that job because it obviously provided me um that financial backing to start the business but i just wasn't like long term like it wasn't really i felt like satisfied in life i didn't really feel like i was actually like helping people or like you know really you know help my community in anything like any way to really have a lot of like pride in my you know job so I wanted to, you know, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit and wanted to start my own business, but I really had no clue like, what business I would start or like what direction I would go into. Um, and it kind of began in college. I literally had like a dying house plant in my apartment and uh, I 
I also had a roommate who had some basil seeds and I took a solo cup and filled it up with some of the dirt out of the house plant and threw a basil seed on top and was put it next to the window like in the middle of winter and I was like so surprised how easy it was for it to just grow and it just grew into a beautiful plant. I, that's what kind of first got me into it. And uh, I bought some LED lights after that and had a little setup for all my like little herb garden in my apartment. Um, and that's kind of where it just sat for a little bit. And then after a year, just like going on YouTube, I like came across a video about microgreens and just started like watching all these different videos about microgreens and learning all about it. And I was like, wow, this is like such an awesome crop. Like this is such a cool like produce that I've never really uh, ever, you know, learned about or knew about. And uh, yeah, I'm kind of that because I'm. I, I can understand all this stuff. Well, it's funny because I've never. Um, were you? All, have you always been interested in like agriculture? Because you know, I, I don't want to. When I hear guys in their twenties using grow lamps, it's usually not to grow basil. Yeah, you know? <laughs> usually growing weed. Yeah, yeah honest, most. <clears throat> but most. Uh, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. No, it's just that's interesting to me. I'm not saying it's a good or bad thing. It's just cool that you are interested in the actual, you know, horticulture of it. It's different than just saying, "Hey, I'm going to grow some weed in my garage." Yeah. Where did that interest come from? Is that always been something for you? So not real. So I always had a passion for like really high quality food. Um, I used to my first job ever when I was 14 years old. I uh, worked at the downtown farmers market selling produce for Red Barn Produce. Right. Um, and after that, I worked for Sodexo at Good Shepherd Hospital. And after that, I worked at um, the Dime, like the restaurant. Sure, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so I kind of the Dime really like working fine dining. That kind of really opened up my eyes to the whole world of like super fresh, high quality food. Um, and just, uh, how important it is for chefs, you know what I mean? To receive like super fresh food. And I remember one of my chefs like holding up a thing of like edible flowers and he was like, you know how much this little package costs? It's like $40 for this, wow. like 10 flowers, you know what I mean? And I was like, wow, it's really, that's crazy. And then I went to college. Um, and yeah, like I said, I kind of just got into it from just like, I was like, you know, I have this plant here dying. I'm like, let me see if I could use some of the soil out of it and throw a seed on and it kind of worked. And So what did you, st- where did you go to school? So I went to Temple University. All right. And did you, what did you study there? So I originally studied finance there. All right. And then, uh, like I said, I had a uh, internship for like three years while being there. And it kind of just opened also my eyes to the whole office world and, you know, yeah. Being in an office, doing reports, like being in a cubicle. And I was like, I cannot do this for the rest of my life. Like, this is not what I want to do. So I switched over to tourism and hospitality. Okay. Um, which is a little bit more kind of like what I enjoy, like working more with people and being on my feet and kind of, you know, solving problems. Sure. Um, but even that, you know, it only, you know. Well, I don't it's know, it's I all skills too. Like you say, you're 23, it, it, you know. When I was at your age, I was like, I'm going to be a writer. I'm going to do – and you find out that all of these skills that you're, you're getting from working at the Dime and working at wherever, they, they, they slowly begin to all kind of work together. You know, you're, you're, you're garnering all these skills, and that helps you in, in your endeavors like you're doing now. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I definitely think that definitely helped mold me into, like, this path that I'm on now of, you know, farming. 
But and how does it look? Explain what is a for the layperson. What is a microgreen say compared to if I go to the supermarket and buy I don't know in in a regular amount? Can you kind of explain it to me so that I'd understand if I'm like. So all a microgreen is, it's just a, it's the same exact uh, seed of plant that you get at a uh, grocery store, for example, let's say a beet. Okay. It's the same beet seed um, that I'm growing. The only difference is that I'm harvesting it only two weeks into its life. Okay. So it's, it's just a mite, that's what they call them microgreens. They're basically just like infant plants that I'm harvesting. They're like baby greens. Yeah, they're basic. Yeah, baby greens are between a month. Old. Oh, there's actually a baby green. Yeah, that. Oh, so okay. it's like a, it's like a really, real, you know, small baby green. Um, but chefs it's like uh, it's like uh, plant veal. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty yeah, like that's not, a great. That's a perfect <laughs> analogy. It's a, it's a horrible <laughs> analogy because most of you know for the vegetarians and all. But yeah, I get I, that makes more. I didn't know that. I did not know that they were yes, actually yeah. harvested early. What does that do? Is the harvesting early do something? So harvesting it that young, um, University of Maryland, USDA have done studies on microgreens to see the nutrient density and the nutrient content um, compared to the fully grown plant, and for a lot of varieties, they have forty times nutritional value in them since they're harvested at such a young age um, compared to the mature plant. Um, they also just have a lot more of a pungent flavor in them. Okay. Um, so the arugula that you'll eat, microgreen version, is going to have so much more of a bite to it. It's going to be just so much more flavorful. Um, so that's the awesome thing about it. The nice thing about vertical farming, though, is, is that since it's so local, I'm harvesting the plant within hours before delivery. So okay. it's just it's just insanely fresh. You know I mean? Well, you say vertical farming. I mean, I'm I'm assuming it's called that because you're in a city, right? You're, you're um, you know, or so, or is it because it's you're actually doing it vertically? So it's called so uh, mine's vertical farming because it's uh, it is grown vertically. So they're grown in okay. uh, six tier <laughs> uh, racks. Gotcha. Um, and each rack has a uh, special LED lighting in it um, that's specific for the plants and. Uh, yeah, so it is grown vertically. Um, I grow mostly in soil substrate of coconut coir, soil, and perlite, but I do grow some of them hydroponically. Okay, and what but, is your like? What is your your setup? What can you tell me? Like, is it does it take up a room? Is it so the setup? Basically, I've been very thankful. Um, my parents let me rent out um, our like childhood home basically after college they've uh, moved out oh, yeah it's great yeah Florida. um so i'm renting out the home and i they been... make you pay rent though <laughs> yeah there's, there's some parents who just give us good yeah but uh so i've been fortunate enough with that and i basically just have one of the rooms in the house completely like set up That's with awesome. like, vertical like racks and all my equipment everywhere like a harvesting table um my where I also plant the trays. Um, so it's pretty cool. The Burke Insurance Agency is family owned and operated since 1986. What else happened in 1986? Haley's Comet flew by and that was pretty cool. The Burke Insurance Agency is located at 3446 Freemansburg Avenue in Bethlehem Township and they represent Erie, Grange and Progressive Insurance Companies. 
Tom and Kathleen are some of the nicest people in the Lehigh Valley. For real. They actually get to know their customers and care for them as if they were part of their own family. It's how a small business is supposed to be. They are also community minded and support many nonprofits, which they are very passionate about. Give them a call at 610-691-3743 or find them on Facebook. Everything again is in our show notes. Don't wait around like Haley's comment called Burke Insurance today. You're so new. I mean, you said you started this just during when COVID started, which seems like a million years ago, but it, it wasn't. Well, how did it work? Like when you started the actual business side of it, what is, as a, you're a farmer, like, do you have to get certified? Are there measures that you need to go through? Yep. There is certification that needs to be done um, through the state. Right now I'm working on getting my uh, good agricultural practice gap certification. Um, but there are a lot of, uh, requirements and also insurance. Um, I had to get insurance, um, mm -hmm. but it's not, it's not really, you know, it's like pretty much every business, you know, okay. there's a, you know, but it wasn't like a ton of red tape to get into it. You were able to, yeah, there, wasn't, there wasn't a ton of it just because it's produce. There's not as much, um, requirements with produce compared okay. to like other food. Um, it's the produce is like a low risk food. Um, okay, also, yeah, just yeah. the nice, just to throw around now, the nice thing about the microgreens too is that since it's in a controlled environment where I basically have like, you know, uh, availability to switch any type of variable in the farm temperature, humidity, root temperature, um, you know, oxygen level, um, lighting, there's no really requirement for pesticides or herbicides. So I don't use anything on the plants or anything like that. So all the okay. plants are extremely like clean. Um, most chefs don't really, I have washed on my packaging just because the USDA recommends that you wash your produce before eating. Mm -hmm. But yeah, my produce is like extremely clean, fresh. And how does it work? When you started up the, on the business end, so you know how to grow, you, you set yourself up in your room. Do you start, cold calling restaurants? Did you use some contacts you had? Like what, how did that work? So the way it first worked out for me was the first couple. So literally I like got a, actually I asked my brother and my parents for a $500 uh, loan. Um, and I also invested $500. So the total of $2,000, I set up this whole grow room and set everything up with insurance and all the paperwork and just everything. Um, I invested obviously a little bit more now at this point into it, sure. yeah. but um, that was the initial investment into it. And I never grew microgreens before, but like I said, I grew, I grew a couple herbs back in college. So right. <laughs> I was like, there's probably no, I was like, this should probably be pretty easy. It's like, it's, you know, really I'll say planting is like baking a cake. You know, you just got to follow the recipe and make sure that your environment and everything is right. And I was like, I knew I could do it. I just need to get all the equipment for it. So that's really yeah. all. So once I start, once I got the equipment for it, my first run, um, I knew it was going to take a couple months to like learn, really like learn how to efficiently grow the sure. microgreens. So my first couple of runs, I just gave out products for free and I drove to like 30 different restaurants and gave them samples wow. of the product and just gave them my pricing sheet. Um, and uh, that's kind of, 
just how and then people you know it was, what was really kind of hard was that it was the first week of covid so a lot of restaurants didn't really want my product because they were worried about you know or yeah who's this so, guy rolling you know, up with all these yeah. plants in his car yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um so that was kind of difficult but i've luckily had a lot of people who had faith in me and took a risk on me and they loved my product and yeah they still buy from me today it's so so you, are you them. delivering is it how does it work? Um, is it mostly restaurants for you now? Or are you finding that you're kind of getting into that consumer market as well? So right now it's probably a split between restaurants and home deliveries. I have a handful of customers who subscribe and like on a weekly or bi-weekly basis, um, purchase my microgreens. And then I do have my restaurants, um, which do make, like I said, about maybe even 50 or 60% of sales. That's great. But I'm um, trying to get into, uh, I do have one wholesale account um bedway produce but i'm trying to can like continue to uh you know gain more restaurants and more clientele constantly um i think one of the major major struggles in the beginning was just like not really i guess knowing my uh market like or my right, yeah. competition really um okay. a who lot is of my competition co- what's that who who is your competition um so for me my competition is the distributors like these big distributors from new york city and uh stuff like that um but i didn't realize the local competition here um because i guess they were only on instagram and i like looked online for the like Uh see who's around and stuff like that and i couldn't really i only found one person lehigh greens um Mm -hmm. online so I was like, oh, there's just this one other company, you know, in the area. Sure. But I didn't realize there was like these two other companies here and there. Yeah. Sure. Um, so yeah, they weren't too happy when I first started off. You get a little but, competition. It gets, it's no fun if you're the only one, right? Exactly. It's there's a big nothing. area. You couldn't, you couldn't, I hate when that, like competition is good. There's no way that you could serve every single person, you know? It's, exactly. And also my thing too is, is the more microgreen companies there are in the area, the more people learn about microgreens, the more people right. learn about fresh produce, you know, I, it only helps all of us. You know what I mean? So there's not just one restaurant in town, you know, it, exactly. there's enough to go around. So yeah, be other microgreen places, take a chill. It's, it's all good. It's a little bit of competition. It's <laughs> fine. But so what is it on the consumer side then? And we have a code. If we're still gonna do that. We'll get that at the end. But on the consumer side, what can like a person like me, so I go in, I order, you deliver within a couple of days or is it? So the way it works is you'll go online, you'll pre-order your greens. Um, every, you know, variety on the website has the lead time for the um, okay. microgreen on how long it takes to grow. Wait, so I'm buying this like before it's been grown. Correct. So like, so the greens like at maximum, which you probably won't purchase because you might, you know, not want them. They take 30 days. Like chefs usually buy like certain wow. ones like sorrel and um, celery and stuff like that. Those ones take okay. 30 days. But on average, most of the microgreens only take seven to 10 days. Some of them take two weeks, but on average, they take around seven to 10 days to grow. Um, so... You'll purchase it, you'll pre-order it online, and either that day or the following day, I'll plant the tray of microgreens for <laughs> so you. So cool. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so after you pre-order, you'll get an email within 24 hours with the shipping confirmation with your uh, lead time of how long it's going to take. You should, like, um, send a, you should send a picture, like, hey, I just here's your seed, I just planted it. 
Yeah, that would be kind of that would be kind of cool. Have their uh, put the person's name on the tray. That's yeah, what take a picture. Like, oh, it's day four. Like here it comes. That's, <laughs> that's really neat. That it is literally made to order. You know, yeah, that's that's a yeah, literally for made sure. to order. Um, so that's, that's kind of the nice thing about it. And like I said, I literally harvest it the same day I deliver the microgreen, literally hours before I deliver it, I usually harvest it and, uh, I charge free contactless delivery. Sure. Um, so, miles of one I say that again, how far out? Um, 10 miles within one one oh three. So what is the, I mean, again, you're so early. I know I don't want to put you on the spot, but like, do you have some goals now or are you looking at things going into 2021 and saying you know this is where i really want to head is it more wholesale accounts is it more consumer you know so i'm definitely going to try to if depending on how coke you know turns out yeah. um, i'm definitely going to try to focus more on the restaurant side of it and on the wholesale side of it um just because like i just margins are probably a little the margins are a little bit less with the wholesale and the yeah. restaurants compared to the consumer side. Um, but it's just scalability wise. I think I have more room for scale scaling it. I mean, eventually I'm trying to get out of my, out of this house here and <laughs> rent out like a little, you know, space where I could do it. I would love to do it like in the basement of one of the buildings at like center, you know, city center. In downtown. Yeah. Have you been in, uh, I think it's, uh, I forget. There's a new one with the ADPs in there. Um, it's right across from the well, it's kind of catty corner to the PPL center. That one, there's a whole wall that's just plants inside. Of oh that. yeah, I've been in there. Yes, yeah, so I've been in there. It's awesome. I, I just went in there, like stared at it for a couple of minutes because it's just like I, how they did that is amazing. So yeah, that living yeah. wall. It's really cool. cool. Like I like that a lot though, because you're you know you're a younger person saying I want to put my business in downtown Allentown, you know, it's fantastic. Yeah. Not many people want to do that, but I think it's really good, you know, to embrace your city. I've lived in Allentown my whole life. You know, I want to embrace my city. I want to embrace the area. You know what I mean? I want to get back to the community. We did a little um, food drive for the uh, food bank um, for Thanksgiving. So we want to do more stuff like that where we're really giving back to the community and we're, making a difference, you know what I mean? Not just feeding people who, you know, want a food experience in their mouth, but, you know. It's, Dude, that's awesome. Like, I commend you for that because uh, I think a lot of people just starting out their own business, the first, one of the first things they're not thinking about is, is giving back right away. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm definitely trying to incorporate that in the business model. I'd like to start doing that on a monthly basis. But. Great. So, as we wrap up here, I want to make sure that people and all this stuff's in the show notes for anybody, but it's valleymicrogreen.com. Yep, it's valley valleymicrogreen without the s.com. And do so can we do that giveaway? Yep. Or not um, the giveaway, but the uh, the coupon code. I have it in front of me. Yeah, it's um, LV with love 15. Yeah, and I'll put that in there. So if you go in and your first purchase, you'll get 15% off. Which, which is good because I bet there's a lot of first purchases out there. So use the code LV with love 15. I'll put that in the show notes as well so that everyone can get 15% off, which is awesome. I, I, like, I, I don't mean to be like not taking it seriously. I was, but I didn't know. Like, it's interesting to learn that these are baby greens. I didn't know. I thought it was just because they were in smaller batches or you were making them at home. But the fact that 
um, it's really a different type of specific thing is, is interesting because I, I would imagine there's with all the variables, it's almost like wine in a way where you can be like, hey, I'm going to try this with this and you get a different taste. Is that some of it? Too? Exa- exactly. So it's like it's the same exact seed variety. I'm just harvesting it at only a couple weeks of its life. Right. You know what I mean? And the and when you taste it for the first time, when you taste broccoli microgreens for the taste time, when you I'm taste like a sunflower, it's just insanely fresh. Yeah, cool. let me know. I could. I'll drop off samples for you if you'd like. And you can. Oh, my. Uh, it's funny. My. I'm a four year old. She loves broccoli. It's her favorite. So I'm in. I'm gonna go in and I'll use my own code. <laughs> but, Thanks, look, uh, honestly, thank you so much. This is really cool. All the information, if you guys want to learn more, go to his website at valleymicrogreen.com. Uh, everything's in the show notes. Luke, I hope to talk to you again because I'm really interested in, in everything that you, you have going on in the future. This is really – it's cool. I thought you have been around forever. I didn't know it was this, this new. Yeah, it's literally only nine months now. So That's great. Well, look them up. If you're yeah, a restaurant looking for, for some interesting stuff. Hey, thank you. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks, George. Bye. See ya. Once again, thank you, Luke DiLorenzo of Valley Microgreens for coming on. Be sure to visit their website. It's valleymicrogreen.com. Use the code LVWithLove15 for 15% off your first order. All of that information is in the show notes anyway. Thank you again, and we'll talk to you soon.